install it with Darren and Joe, a Go Loud original podcast, proudly supported by Smithix. Try a pint of Smithix and experience the indescribable deliciousness for yourself. Enjoy responsibly. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, would you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. How are you doing? This week oh, on grand, the... St- yeah. Good, man. Good. I'm, gl- I'm so happy you're glad. I'm, I'm so happy you're happy. <laughs> I'm saying. Hang on. Go ahead. How are you doing? What's the crack? Uh, this week on the Staller podcast, we talk about get procedures that you get on your body, cheekbones, belly buttons, all, yeah. all sorts of strange uh, medical procedures that you can do on your body. Being frozen. We talk about being frozen, yeah, preserved. Preserving yourself for future for, times. Yeah, and that kind of led on to space. Um, colonisation the colonisation a little space conversation of course uh, we talk about how you'd colonise space maybe freezing a human being yeah. and delivering them there in an Amazon package <laughs> with a drone <laughs> you never know man welcome to episode 58 of Starla Starla is a go loud original podcast proudly sponsored by Smittix proudly, proudly. I, was, I was in the pub on the weekend and I was with a friend and he never had a Smittix before. Never had a Smittix before. Mm. Isn't that mad? And he had a Smittix. And he said it changed his life. People, yeah? Yeah. People do like messages Love saying, them. I tried to point the Smittix mm. because of the podcast. So yeah. Don't forget to visit drinkaware.ie. Um, episode, episode 58. 58. Of the podcast. 58. The year that gave us Madonna and Michael Jackson. Two iconic singers. Icons. And also, uh, were they born in? 50? They were born in 1958. Yeah, Madonna and Michael Jackson, and so was the Barbie. The Barbie doll came out in 1958. Big year. Do you know what else? The hula hoop. The Crips. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, the toy. The, the, the smoky barbecue. <laughs> the toy hula hoop. Yeah, yeah. You just go, you go. Woo. Yeah. How was that not already? It's just a circle. Yeah. It's just like a tiny skinny tyre I, I, <laughs> I think it's tire. that like Michael Jackson was born the same year as the hula hoop Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And a Barbie Because they're both plastic Or were Do you know what else happened in 1958? You should know what else happened in 1958 The Munich disaster Yes uh, The Manchester United um, team mm. da, da. Do you know much about the Munich disaster? They were going to play Bayern Munich and the plane crashed or was it before, after the game going back to Manchester uh, they were so they, they were playing they won their quarter final to get through to the semi-final and they were playing Red Star Belgrade in Yugoslavia and they were flying back to Manchester Okay, and they were flying back from Yugoslavia and I, I they, know, they stopped in Munich to yeah. to fuel up, fuel up because it was a really fucking old plane did you ever see a picture of the plane like, yeah yeah it's just like one of them Smarties tube yeah with propellers yeah it just looked like one of the fucking blimps like an old crappy plane uh, but it, it took them. out half of them didn't it yeah or more than half yeah 23 of them died and of. 20 of them survived so there was 43 people on the plane I think it's mad that there was survivors mm. and then like Matt Busby was tasked with creating a whole new squad yeah and they went on 
the fucking yeah. Ten years later, one of the best teams in the world. Ten years later, like it took yeah, a long time. It took a long time, but he he did stick to it. Like but that and, team, that team that 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 died was actually brilliant. They were on like a, yeah. an incredible winning streak. I think they won the previous two Premier Leagues, and they were on track to. I think they were they were fourteen points behind Wolves in the Premier League, and they were about to come up behind them and and, uh, mm. and win. And they they were going through to the semi final of the European Cup, and I think they won the European Cup before that, the year before that. They were a, a brilliant team, and but I I didn't realise that it was a pit stop. So they were they stopped in Munich to fuel up, and then it was so snowy. They tried to take off two times and they failed to take off because there was so much snow and sludge yeah. on the on the runway and then the tour time they they shouldn't have taken off like there was people I think the the people in the tower and stuff were saying oh just stay here overnight but the your man the pilot refused and he, he tried to take off the tour time and he hit a big pile of sludge at the end of the runway and he, he went that obviously knocked out the engines and uh, it crashed into a house at the end of the, mm. at the end of the airport and everything, that's how twenty of them died instantly, and three of them died uh, in the hospital afterwards. That happened in nineteen fifty-eight. Do you know what else? So I was looking this up obviously before it's, I got yeah, here. Yeah, you've done your homework on uh, the number fifty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it for fifty-nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Um, for, in nineteen fifty-eight. Uh, this is new to me. I didn't know. I never even heard of this. Did you ever hear of the Great Chinese Famine? No. Did you ever hear of the Great Chinese Famine? The Great Chinese Famine happened in 1958 and ended in 1961, killing, guess how many people? One million. 30 million people died. What? And that's that feels so recent because when you think of famine, you think of the Irish famine, like whatever that was bleeding eighteen forty seven. That was years ago. We had a blight or whatever. How did how was that a fucking famine in China? Thirty million people died. That's insane. And Michael Jackson was born as well. Yeah, <laughs> he was born. But yeah, thirty million people. Has that kind of like skipped our memory with history or something? Isn't it weird it's, that things in in history are just kind of like, oh, this is more important, so we'll just focus on this. Yeah. How do we not know about that? Yeah. And if you if like, you lived in China, more, there was more focus on the fucking hula hoop. <laughs> oh, no, why, why do we know more about hula hoops than I do about the famine? About the Chinese. The I know more tr- about a fucking hula hoop than thirty million people dying in China. Incredible! It's insane. It's insane. If I were you, I'd take that. You were late this morning, weren't I you? I was late this morning. Yeah, it slightly late. It feels like we've switched minds because I'm always early and you used, you used to always be early. But the traffic is mad because when you come down the Malahide Road and then turn on to Fairview, it's not, you can't go down by the North Strand anymore. Yeah. That's all the bus, bus line. So you have to go up by the Richmond Road and then go up Ballybock and then come down Port Row and then back onto Lamian Street, which is a, a disaster of a detour yeah. because everyone is detouring. You're getting everyone from Holtz, Clontarf direction. You're getting everyone from Kilock, all that direction. And you're getting the M1 traffic coming down Richmond Road, all down to one lane. It's, a, it's the definition of a bottleneck and bad city management. But like, but if, if you're taking Modafinil, like it should be on time, do you know that way? Because it's so productive. <laughs> no. Yeah, like this isn't news. Everyone, everyone else in Dublin knows about this traffic problem. But yeah, Joe is a week into it. Joe is getting stuck. 
But like, hang on, it's I thought not your, like, your brain was supercharged these days. It is, but it's not fucking supercharged. It's just alert. Doesn't make like if I was listening to the news, then I would be aware of it. But yeah. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. And if I was cycling in, then I'm definitely be like, get in there, Joe. You. It's strange that since you've started using the Modafinil, like Darren says, you have kind of switched positions in a way. Darren's a reliable, productive one and you're off with the fairies, Joe. <laughs> Want to see me the other day on the laptop with him? Oh, yeah? Done a script in a minute. Really? Didn't I? That's because I came over. That's because I came I And then when he left, I'd done 10 scripts. <laughs> Want to see the amount of piles of them in the gaff? I don't know what to be doing with them. <laughs> <laughs> so productive. <laughs> Joe, you're a man all about medical advancements, aren't you? Yeah. And experimental treatments. Sure. Outside the mainstream, let's say. Okay. Have you heard of parabiosis? Parabiosis. Um, Is that sleep paralysis? Nope. <laughs> it's the replacement of blood with younger blood. Yeah. I think we talked about that on the podcast once. Did we? I think so. Like it's drain a, yourself like it's a, a blood transfusion. So if you're a 70 year old <laughs> and you want healthier blood, you can empty out, you can drain all the blood out of your body. Blood, blood man. And Ugh. put, and put your, a young person's, pay a young person to give you your blood. And then you're walking around town and like, today is going to be a great day. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That, that's actually a thing. But how can you drain your whole body of blood and not die? Just a blood transfusion. Oh, sorry, just bit by bit, like... Yeah. Yeah. The idea came around in... They used to do it, something like this back in the 50s. But in the early 2000s, a group of scientists at Stanford University basically attached two living mice, one young and one old. They peeled back their skin, they stitched them together at the side so that they could link their circulatory, blood circulatory systems. What? So they, yeah, the blood would flow between the two of them. And a month later, they found that the older mouse had rejuvenated muscles and liver. Oh. So that led to this excitement among some scientists that this might be something that might work on humans. And there's been loads of startups founded, some shut, kind of the regulators in the US, which would not be the most strict in the world. Even they said there's a lack of proven clinical benefit and potential safety issues, but this has become very popular with a lot of the Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires who mm. see it possibly as another route towards eternal life. Yeah, yeah, you can live forever with young but blood. Then the old ticker goes. Not if you have young blood. Ah, oh, the old ticker though. Get a replacement one of them too. Change that. Replacing everything. Pig's yeah. heart. People have pig's hearts. Ugh. I, I, that's one thing that freaks me out is heart transplants. Mm. Do you know anything about stem cell research? What does that? It's, it's, it's been treated, it's been used in lots of different experimental treatments, but let's say you have issues with your knees, any part of your body, I'm just using your knees as your an example, or your lungs. Let's say you have a, a bad lung and you need to repair that part of your lung. You can inject stem cells into that part of the lung and that will replenish and rejuvenate and treat that part of the lung like it's a new part of the body and just develop and grow and turn into whatever cell that it needs to be and it will repair that part of the body. 
Cost for Bob would say a lot of money. I think they only really do it in South America. So, if, so fighters, a lot of MMA fighters go down to Mexico and get stem cells injected into their knees, and it repairs the muscles around their knees. There you go. Or throat people have a lot of throat issues, and they inject stem cells into their throat, and then it rejuvenates the throat. That's a new one. Isn't that? Isn't that? Does that not blow your mind? No, stem cell research. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Every time we record, something blows my mind. Joe, would you get that treatment done? Would Stem you? cell research? No, would you? The blood transfusion thing? Would you have your blood transfused, yeah. With the younger <sighs> person's blood. Blood fucking freaks me out, man. A full blood transfusion, like all of my blood left With the specific aim of living longer. I would hate the idea of taking a young person's and in, in, in the entire blood. Like, is it... I don't know, are you going to ask me is it all from one donor? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Like is it a direct transfusion from his body into mine? Maybe for like a tech billionaire super evil villain. That the, wouldn't be an issue. The reason why we talk about it, but there's the blood boys, that's what they're called in um, Silicon Valley, is blood boys. Little 21 year olds that are being paid tens of thousands to give billionaires their blood. So another one that that billionaire class are very interested in is cryonic preservation. See, that is fucked up. That's yeah. bizarre. Explain. So it's the freezing of the human body in the hope that... Bring I guess back, like. leave the note, once you can cure this, call me out there, cure it and I'll yeah, but keep like, going. Yeah, just be dead, look. Well, no, t- theoretically you would still be... You'd be if you could... F- the, the question is about freezing the body... Theoretically, it's possible, but you'd have to be able to freeze the human body at a very fast rate. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of it would have to be frozen instantly, like that. It's not like it couldn't be a gradual f- freeze, freeze. Over, like. And the only yeah. thing that could do that to you is stuff... Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. Is he frozen, is he? He's put into, like, a kind of a container thing, isn't he? Like, yeah. People used to think Walt Disney was frozen, and still, some people still do, think that he froze his body in the hopes that in the future there would be a cure for whatever disease it was that actually killed them. Cancer, I think. Mm. I'm on the website of a company called Alcor. Alcor. Guess what Alcor do? <laughs> They'll freeze you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They'll also see. turn you into Robocop if you want. You need at least $80,000 to preserve your brain. And Joe has that. 200 grand <laughs> should get you a whole body cryonic preservation. Peter Thiel has said he's a member of Alcor. On the Alcor website... You go onto the page, says, what is cryonics? First thing, our understanding of death continues to evolve. So this is their sales pitch. The definitions of death change over time as medical understanding and technology improve. Someone who would have been declared dead decades ago may still have a chance today. Death used to be when a person's heart stopped, then when their heart couldn't be restarted, and now it's being extended further. Kind of getting a feeling for the mindset that's going on here. Death is only permanent when the structures encoding memory and personality have become so disrupted that it becomes theoretically impossible to recover the person. This is called information theoretic death. Well, that, I'm always asking you the question about what is life? Like, what does it mean to be alive? I and know, when? I get sick of them asking that, don't you? It's, it's a, <laughs> but it, it's kind of questionable. And it's, it's almost philosophical. Like, you know what I mean? What the fuck is life? Like, when are you dead? When are you alive? Like, what is the definition of 
of being is it that is it your heart beating mm-hmm. is it the electrons firing in your brain because you, that's still happening when you're dead and there's the, like this it's just like what exactly is it is it consciousness and what is consciousness nobody knows though. what if we knock you out like you're still alive yeah but it's like, are you, when are you dead? When are you not dead? Like, you know what I mean? Well, I just think if you're frozen, like you're frozen, like you're unfrozen, you're just dead. Well, no, you, if you are unfrozen, if you could be, theoretically, you can be frozen and come back in a million years. I don't. They also say death is a process, not an on-off switch. The transition from alive to dead isn't instantaneous. It takes time to die. Doctors can use this time to try and save the person and they're often successful when it's impossible or inappropriate to reverse the dying process. This is when cryonics becomes relevant. And then the last point they make, the dying process can be paused. Wow. Mm. And the very last last line, this is almost like their tagline, cryonics is an ambulance to the future. I'm on board. It's but this is the thing as well. Like so, you don't know you don't you won't know the effects until they're unfrozen in a hundred years, and they could be in absolute agony, and it could be that's when it's ethically questionable. Mm. Just risking it, like see what happens. So they're saying cryonics is an experiment uh, in the most literal sense of the world. So but they're it? saying, would you rather be in the experimental group or the control group? The control group being death. Most of us who won't have the money to be chronically frozen or may not want to, even if we could afford it. They say the cryonics group has a chance, the control group has none. It's the Illuminati. I think it's got Illuminati vibes off it, as mm. in we can outrun death because, mm. you know, science and science will allow us and our money will allow us access to that science. And therefore, and if, you don't, if you're poor, you can fuck off. Yeah, we can outrun death, end up on Mars, you know. They sound like, so do you genuinely think that? Someone can be frozen for a million years and be unfrozen and just wake up. Yeah. Just be like, what's up? Theoretically. But yeah, in practice, but that, that's the challenge. Is that going to happen? Like, that's yeah. just the question. I just because can't see it. Like When you freeze... You can freeze fucking chicken. You can freeze chicken and then you can thaw chicken out and it still has all the proteins and it still has all the... Well, it has a bit of a smell off it sometimes. You have to fuck it out. That's the dangers <laughs> that can happen to a human. It's true. This is the tr- this is the truth. Like the there will be damage. You. you you won't be perfect. I don't think you'd ever be perfectly preserved. There will be damage. There will be cell damage. There will be uh, tissue damage. But you you can preserve a human being. And then, like when they come back to life, then maybe you can give them the treatment that they need. That we have then, whatever that might be. But then, or, what's the point? Because like. Go to space. Go, so go to space. If you if you if you freeze a twenty one year old man and you send him on a thousand year rocket ship mission to Andromeda, like a different fucking galaxy where we know that there's potential for life, you'd you'd freeze them. That's what you do. You'd. How do you unfreeze them when they get there? This is this, that's all about the technology. Like the yeah. new tech. We I think we will get there. I think we that will happen. Just like heaters come on in like a thousand years. Yeah. Just unfreeze you while you're just in space on your own. I do also think more so than that. I think Mother. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Mother on Netflix. It's about a robot and all of these uh, kind of fro- so you can freeze an embryo, and then you can uh, create a baby down from the embryo. I think that would be more likely to happen if you were to go to a different planet. 
that there would be like a thousand different embryos and there'd be a robot that would raise the embryos to be a human being and then they could terraform the planet and humanity could live on on a different planet that way. What do you think of that? Bit, bit Alex Jonesy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> a bit Alex Jonesy for me. <laughs> Again, theoretically possible. Yeah. What do you think of that? So let me just... These embryos are sent on an unmanned spacecraft to wherever along with this robot who knows how to raise them. Yeah. And we just keep sending these embryos to be born and die until enough survive that... Yeah. Well, does, no, does, I don't see... We don't keep sending them. Does a, does a thousand okay, embryos... Just, just try it once and... Just work. ethically, that's... Yeah, oh, even yeah, the, even the worst. Well, he's not the, the worst. One. He's not the one going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying theoretically, because he was the benefits of the freezing people is you could freeze a 21 year old uh, spaceman, astronaut. That, that's what I say. <laughs> and you could freeze him on the ship, or you could freeze a hundred an army of astronauts, and you could send them on a thousand year voyage, and then de- and then unfreeze them when they get there, and they'd still be 21 because you'd be preserving everything about them. But there would be inevitable cell damage and tissue damage mm-hmm. and maybe brain damage. Whereas with an embryo, it's a single cell that you can freeze. And like people freeze their embryos all the time. Yeah. And when they're ready to get pregnant, they insert it into the womb. And that's how they grow their babies or whatever. You could do that. That's another, instead of sending, a, instead of sending a thousand astronauts, you could send a thousand embryos. But again, you're talking about ethics and stuff. But if there's robots that are humanoids and they have all the educational purposes, like this, they go through the whole educational system. It's just that a robot is starting the civilization. And then once they're self-sustainable, the robot, the robot uh, self-destructs. The robot are just... A- <laughs> So their parent figure, so it's not bad enough. It's you've Adam sent and Eve. Them out to this. It's like Adam and Eve. It's so, like Adam and Eve of a different planet. But then it's not bad enough that you've sent them out to this. The robot just take over the whole intergalactic. Place. What if you knew Earth? Well, uh, well, Earth is inevitably gonna die. So is it not ethically right to do that then for a human? Is it on the way for the hu- Earth, yeah, wow. yeah, millions <laughs> like, and millions of years away. Yeah, what these, that's a very that's a very short space of time. In so the, these in babies, the grand scheme of things, these babies are raised by a humanoid robot. The first generation. So of where these are they gonna babies pick are. up human characteristics? From the education, there'll be so much education. Like, the, you just give them this, a tablet. A hundred percent. Like, there's books. This is Earth. There's books. There's uh, documentaries. There's contact. We we at that stage, like, we'd have we'd have constant contact with maybe radio that's how contact. We started. Maybe, yeah. Ooh, maybe maybe what? that's that's what people think that we were put here mm. by aliens, that's by an alien civilization. Does does matter to it? I don't know if there is. It's interesting though. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it on what's like, it's not scientifically because that's possible. A that it is scientifically saying. possible. Is it? What? What we just said? They, <laughs> that we, how is that scientifically possible? Where, what planet are they going to? How are we sending them there? Where's this robot? In theory, it's all very possible. In theory, anything's possible. But yeah, yeah. But that is very possible. That is very, very possible. Right, if that's the bar we're holding on this podcast. For Did you ever see Mother on Netflix? No. Well, that's basically what so. it is. That's that's, so. that's what it is. But they it's have not developed technology for human beings to be grown in artificial wombs. 
Or they're on the way to doing it. Like yeah, yeah, they have that. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. It's a quite like I would be interested in talking about the ethics and uh, what's right and what's wrong with doing that. But I think that's for another time or else another podcast. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a very interesting. It is interesting. Thing. It is interesting, and I yeah, I suspect this stuff is to some degree inevitable. It's quite or, mad that. Or it's already happening. You, you're saying secretly they're being sent to Mars already? Very possible. Again, when that low bar of the word possible. <laughs> and also, Mother was uh, on Earth. So everyone knew that civilization on Earth was going to, like, it was a catastrophic event. And then uh, they froze all these embryos. And then when the human civilization was wiped out, this robot was tasked with, right, like, creating a human and I mean there's the dark side of it as well like you know but the, have you ever seen Mother? this Mother this it's uh, <laughs> the fourth time he's asked I can't believe it it's amazing a brilliant film uh, this robot then is tasked with raising the perfect raising and educating the perfect child who will then go on to restart civilization. what happens if the robot sh- just shuts down well then we'd be fucked <laughs> the embryos would be fucked like yeah, yeah. game over oh well we tried <laughs> You'd have to have a really good robot. Like, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing. It's ten years. It's ten years now since the rover on Mars has been. Since we put a ro- since NASA put a rover. I think it was NASA put a rover on Mars. Of course, it was NASA. Well done. It could be fucking SpaceX. There, it could be the no, bleeding, it, it could couldn't. be the Russians. It could be the the International Space Agency. It could. Anyway, Your hero it was NASA. Elon isn't getting anywhere near <laughs> near Mars. Not he yet. Is. He's not. Oh, not yet. Um, but it's been 10 years and they thought that that robot would have died after 6 years on on the so it's like 4 years and it's still going it's still going isn't that incredible now am I the only one that's impressed by that fact pretty much yeah okay I found out a little bit more about how this cryonics thing works with Alcor who owns the place Fred and Linda Chamberlain founded it there's, as of April last year, there's 1,800 members. Uh, 182 of them have died and they are now frozen. frozen. What? There's 182 frozen 116 people? 116 only had their head preserved. Like Futurama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are 33 animals preserved at the facility. The way it works is you, obviously you're on a list as a member at Alcor and you wear a bracelet this sounds like a cult rather than a scientific experiment. Midsummer. There's there's culty elements to all of this. I think it's all a bit religious. Like it's yeah. in a way like without it's scientific, but there's shades of religion in it because it's all about life and death and yeah, eternal yeah. life and the afterlife. Obviously, so maybe it's for people who've they don't believe believe in the religions of the past, so they're kind of creating new religions. Unbeknownst so to themselves, you would most members fund their membership of Alcor through their life insurance so when they die Alcor gets paid out by the life insurance you get a medical alert bracelet that tells hospitals and doctors to call Alcor in the case of an emergency in that event the doctors call them and say yes this person is near to death so then a, a team goes out and is on standby very close because you need to begin the process within an hour of death and so this team shows up obviously sit outside the hospital if the worst happens, they head in, take your body, begin the process within an hour. That's the optimal conditions. Then a lot of the members obviously will say they don't want an autopsy performed because that's not going to help things down the line. So I'm just confused about what the process is. Did he stick them in a, a vat of 
uh, f- uh, f- liquid nitrogen? What like what did he actually freeze them with? Did he stick them in a freezer? What's it's the process here? There's a thing called cardiopulmonary support. Bear with me now. That's basically a support system that allows the heart to stay alive at some level, even when it's clearly failing. And so that is put in place while the patient is transported to the headquarters in Arizona, I think. And Such then, a hot place to be frozen. <laughs> <laughs> then they undergo final preparation in their cardiopulmonary bypass lab and they're kept in liquid nitrogen. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. So are they, okay, so they're unconscious at this point, but their heart is being kept pumping um, by some sort of device. Oh, here it is. That is so sci-fi. Tell us what you're looking at. That's a woman. Uh, she looks like uh, an, a French teacher. <laughs> or a, a big, maths teacher. Big, what's is behind her, Joe? Like, <laughs> like big canisters, is it? Like, yeah. They look like With big screens on them. 20 foot sunbeds and they have like little windows on them, but you can't see into them. They have silver, chrome, and there's... It's kind a, of a blue colour in the window, so that must be how fucking cold it is in there. It looks like a brewery, doesn't it? It kind of looks like a brewery, yeah. yeah. Or uh, downstairs in an IT room. Yeah, it just looks like a lot of kegs of people. <laughs> Human juice. So, Joe, you would get frozen, Darren. You wouldn't. Uh, no, I'd rather just die. Yeah, like, say in 50 years, you come out of this sleep and like, like, oh, we saved you. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to tell my wife. Well, <laughs> and then yeah, just like they have the cure for whatever illness you have, and then there's another illness that they can't cure, and you get it like a year later, and you're like, "Oh fuck, what was that?" Freeze, stick really me, worth it. stick me back in the freezer, <laughs> stick me back in the freezer. <laughs> just keep re- recycling it until like every disease you come back with is curable. Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. It is interesting. It's fucking weird as well. I think it's weird because it would actually it freeze out that's inside it as well. So if wherever your last meal was, would <laughs> oh you imagine being unfrozen and then you got a jacks. The smell of oh should have had that God. fucking kebab a hundred and eighty years ago. Washing it's machines live longer with Cal gone. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I I heard that. Will you go grey or will you go bald? I think I'll go bald. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm 30 now and it's... It's gone far back. It's like that fucking years, though. It's on its way back. Things going forward. Yours is worse than mine. Do you know what? So in my family, I don't go. Compl- they don't go completely bald. They just, they just go very thin. It doesn't yeah. even recede. Like, it's just very thin. Yeah. And it never lives. It just, like, hangs on. And that's, that's what it's like. It looks like a, an old kiwi. <laughs> a head like an old kiwi. <laughs> a little flat top. Yeah. Get one of them wigs. Do you ever see them wigs that you, you can get where they shave the bald off the top of your head or the remaining hair that's on top of your head and then they put this like glue down and just like put a fucking hair piece on you? Yeah. In the bar- you can get them in the barbers like. A wig? Yeah, but this thing is like proper. You wouldn't even know the difference. Now the way wigs look a bit like that. Mm. You'd know that's a wig. Isn't it weird? It's so when people go to Turkey or anywhere, wherever they go, and they get that, they go away for two weeks and then they come back with perfect hair, <laughs> yeah. and it looks like it's put on like with a ruler. It's yeah. dead straight at the fringe part, and it just it looks just like straw. Like it look, you look, you know, when you look at a doll's hair, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's you can clearly same. see that it's plugged in. 
That's exactly what. Like, mate, I can see that your hair is made from a horse's tail. Going around, <laughs> going around looking like a fucking Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get the plugs? There was a, there's a fella in there the pub, go. and he's set, I think he's 69, and he's. We, everyone knows him as being completely bald. Like, for since he was 30, he was just pure bald. He was bald on the top, and he just shaved it off. And he's 69, and last year. He went away to Turkey and he came back <laughs> he had a, a full head of hair <laughs> and he, he denies it down to the ground that he got hair plugs. <laughs> he has a full head of hair. It's just that I just grew back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we all know what you've done. Yeah. We know that that's not real, man. If I was 69, would you bother even? It's ridiculous. It's gone looking. that far, look. Like. It's not even grey, like it's perfectly brown, it's perfectly consistent, it's perfectly straight. Mm. And he's like, nah, I just thought I'd let me hair grow out. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being bald for a change. Do you ever see people that just put like a fucking fashionable wig on their head? Like Donald Trump. That's, that's, like, that, I think that's hair plugs. Is it? Yeah, it's that's just, not a wig. You wouldn't looks, get a wig and make it look that awful. It looks like a fucking wig. It's it just like <laughs> chilling on top. <laughs> it looks like a bit of candy floss got stuck on his head, <laughs> is what it looks like. He looks like uh, Lisa Simpson when she got the chewing gum stuck in her head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hair starts and where it ends. Like, it's a comb yeah. over, but I don't know which way it's combing over. Someone told me to take the hairs off your arse. To do what? Put them on top of your head. Oh my God. <laughs> Who the fuck told you that? Oh, it must have been a myth. Bit of bum fluff. Someone winding me up. I do think so. Do you know anyone that else that got the plugs? Yeah, yeah, no, a bunch of people. Few, yeah. No, a bunch of people. We won't the name plugs. them. No, we won't name them. They, even though they, even though they, they're proud of it, like they're yeah, not yeah. ashamed of it. It's not like, oh, don't it, uh, is it noticeable? It's not. Yeah. It's like, look at me fake hair, look at it. And then people say it with their teeth as well when they get the fake teeth, look and they're like, teeth. you can see me in the dark. <laughs> see a face in there. Did they they probably like, do a big package. Yeah, the whole shebang, nip tuck, <laughs> the whole thing, fucking cheekbones hired up, ears pinned back, come back looking like Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember the cartoons that used to sing ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang yeah. well, they all had like that plastic stuff on their face or the mask <laughs> oh the mask do you ever see his teeth that's yeah. what pe- people go to Turkey and they come back looking like the mask <laughs> they go with like a profile like a, a, a scrapbook of all the people with teeth like that that they want to look like and mm. one of them is like the mask like, I want to look like Jim Curdy in the mask it's mad what you can do though isn't it it is. Like you can shave your jaw down mm. to make it more narrow. You can put you can put a slit in your chin to make it look like you've a, a strong chin. Mm. You can put cheekbones in. There's people that put like furrows on their eyebrow. People put ta- they shave the eyebrows off. Laser and they just, surgery. They they tattoo them on. Then they're just tattooed yeah. on. That's weird, isn't it? Why would you bother doing that? Tattooed eyebrows. Just have you have eyebrows, fake six packs. It looks so deformed, though, mm. doesn't it? It doesn't look real. Yeah, like we know that that's not a real six pack. We know you're not strong. <laughs> like we know you're not strong. <laughs> like you, you definitely weren't like fit last week. Yeah, you don't even go to the gym, mate. I I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of weird looking to me. Yes. I know I know that's probably offensive to people who have it, but like I just think it looks. To me, I just it kind of shocks. I don't. I don't say, "Wow, look at that lovely person." I say, oh, "That kind of looks weird." To I'd you. get my teeth done though. In fairness, would you? Yeah. I don't have any judgment for anyone that does do it. 
because I, I have a I have a family member who went away and got it done, and he looks better. Mm. But they still look like fake teeth. I kn- I knew him before, so it's yeah. like you're not fooling me. Like I know they're not real. Or if you never met him, then you'd be like, oh, they look like. I he has a nice smile. Yeah, I'd definitely get it done though. Would you? Yeah, but I wouldn't go to Turkey. Can you get it done here? Is it just really yeah, expensive? Yeah, it's really expensive, like, and it's diff- It's done differently. They'd never shave your teeth down. If I was to get them, I'd get them a little bit. Like you can choose how white you want. Yeah, them. I'd just go a little shade whiter. Yeah, like I wouldn't go pure. Like I, I, I want to get my teeth whitened now, but I want. I would get them not dead white, and I wouldn't get them dead straight. I'd be like, do you have one that's there's one a little bit crooked, or there's one a little bit higher than the other one like just so they don't look so perfect mm. it's how perfect that they look just makes them look cartoonish like nobody in the world is born with a stray set of teeth your teeth are designed for chewing food and tearing it apart now that's why go on sorry no, sorry you go on just come to me in a second okay okay your teeth are designed for chewing up food and ripping it apart and and that's why they're all jagged and all over the place because yeah. they're supposed to be they're not supposed to be a lovely white stray set of teeth I disagree with you. You, <laughs> you disagree with nature. Do you ever see them Colgate ads? <clears throat> yeah, they have lovely teeth. Yeah, but they were braced. They're braces, like they they yeah, weren't yeah. born with them straight teeth. I think your teeth oh, are very, very straight. I was just going to say, you think he so? has lovely teeth, doesn't he? Yeah. Really? They're very straight. Yeah, very straight teeth. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. That ones aren't. No, ones. your bottom ones aren't. Your bottom ones aren't. But they're still um, not not bad. Like, do you want to hear about some of the stranger plastic surgeries people get done? I would love to. Can Talk I say about. one thing? Do you ever see that? Pla- <laughs> it's yours. Do you ever see that um, chap on one of them chat shows in England who got himself so much plastic surgery to make himself look like David Beckham? <laughs> no. Oh my God! It doesn't look like David Beckham. <laughs> God, <laughs> he's just sit- he's just sitting there like <laughs> like he spent thousands of quid to look like David Beckham. But I think he like reverted it then and uh, tried to go back to his normal self, like. But ended up looking like fucking ship has it out with small soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some of the strangest plastic surgeries. So you know palm readings, yeah? Yeah. You're very familiar with it, I'm sure, Joe. So you get your palm read and the fortune is based off the lines on your hands. Oh my God, don't tell me. So what if you get a palm reading and you don't really like your fortune? And it's all down to the lines on your hands. Change the lines? Yep. You get, do people actually do that? Yeah, it's most popular in Japan, apparently. Oh my god. Um, well, it's still not your DNA. <laughs> where apparently some people will request a stronger love or marriage line and a more prominent wealth line. And what did they do? Just like cut the line and make a scar bigger? They probably just add to the line and bring it this way, a bit north. <laughs> like the palm lines are really just kind of for enhanced grip. Do you know when you're in the bath and your fingers wrinkle? Mm. That's so. That's because your hands are wet. You'll have less grip, so your fingers wrinkle, so you have better grip. Really? Yeah. That's why they wrinkle up. I don't like that. When they wrinkle, yeah, it's weird. Up your white. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Like an old man. So, are you familiar with poker? Did you ever play poker? I used to play professionally. On the telly. Did you? you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the telly? Not on the telly, no. Actually, yeah, on the telly once. Really? Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm a really good poker player. So, hang okay. Um, where do we find this footage? 
I don't know. I don't know. Was it on TV? Like Irish Poker Open? Something? It would have been in the background. On the, on the, it would have been. No, it wasn't the Irish Open. I can't remember what it was, but it was just at a. The background. A poker tournament. Not in, quite on telly. In a, I don't know, the bonnet, the Regency at the time or something like that. I can't remember where it was. It was in but the yeah, background with a tray bringing drinks around. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, when you're in a high stakes hand in poker, mm-hmm. I mean, besides the cards in front of you, what's the key thing? What's the only thing you can control? Your, your eyes, is it? That, yeah, your body language. Body language. Uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose your, your tails, your body language. Uh, a big part of that is obviously your face. So... If you feel like your face is giving away too much information to your competitors, there's a way to deal with that now. No. If you go to visit Dr. Jack Birdie in New York, he will give you Poker Talks, which is a program of Botox and facial fillers designed specifically to enhance a player's poker face. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is insane. That's mad. It's just Botox, though. <laughs> you just mark it's it just as mark Poker Talks. Poker, yeah. Lovely. That's amazing. That's so weird. Isn't it? Would you get that done? No, I wouldn't. I don't You'd have it. You'd be a millionaire. I don't have it. Just do it like that. Do it look like a statue. Hollin! <laughs> Pokemon wow. talks. That's mad. Sounds like a Pokemon. Would you get Botox? No. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't get fucking Botox. Why? Not yet. I want the face like a fucking leather bag. <laughs> Battered. Battered. <laughs> fucking Sylvester Stallone. Proper. Being around. Being around the black. No, I wouldn't get Botox ever, would you, Joe? I wouldn't be against it. But I don't think I would. I, I don't, because yeah. I don't really give a fuck about my image. But I do have a very wrinkly forehead. Yeah. But I think that's expression. Yeah. There's another thing that people get that I find very interesting. is like, you know, your neck up to your chin, mm. the way it kind of slopes. You can get injections put in there that kind of sucks it up so you have a straighter chin, like a more angular chin to neck ratio. Mm. Which is interesting, because I have a very, my my forehead goes down my face, down my nose, down my lips, down my chin, so and then my neck just kind of starts. My <laughs> neck forehead <laughs> is like the size of your face. Yeah, and out the neck, it's like me me head and my neck is like a big finger, <laughs> and my face is just on it. <laughs> just a nose here and there, a noise. Yeah, like with data man. Why do I yeah, keep yeah. referencing fucking? It's shit? okay. It's okay. okay, and it's always Toy Story, but that's okay too. <laughs> Wonderful. I would love one, yeah. Go on. Foot fillers. What, to make a feet bigger? To... We could do with them. Say you you feel like you have to wear high heels an awful lot and it's hurting your feet a lot. Mm. You go and get foot fillers and it increases... Increases the padding in your feet, perhaps? Yeah. It increases the the cushioning, basically, on your feet. That'd be all right. You'd be bouncing around the place. (laughs) So some people can use it, like if it's... I'm guessing kind of the original reason it was used because you have a particularly sore spot on your foot that you need more padding for. A veruca. Um, yeah, painful corns and... Ugh. Or if there's the padding on your foot is less than it should be. But people can now use it for all sorts of things. Mostly high heels. And then there's dimple plasty. Get rid of dimples. Yeah. So you don't know. Get rid of them. No, get them. Make oh, them. People want people, dimples, yeah. don't they? Yeah. I have, do you have dimples? No. Yeah, you have dimples. Yeah, That's actually do. a deformation. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean? It's, it's, a, it's a spot where muscles didn't develop in your face. But people love them. So dimples, so we heard. When, is I, when a I was a kid, people used to say, you have lovely dimples. Yeah. 
Are you lovely freckles, haven't you? <laughs> I don't. You, I don't you think... big fat age. <laughs> <laughs> you big fat fuck. You, you have lovely dimples, don't you? A big turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like 17 yeah yeah do you like me dimples it's not what happened to me before what I was in a pub right it was quite busy and I was walking through say like the dance floor thing but it's not like a nightclub not just like where the fucking music is bit of space like a band like do you yeah. know what I mean it's a bit of space there and I'm walking through it's in Ballymun and uh, well Santry and I'm walking through and not the way like it, it, you can clip someone's uh, foot when you're walking through you could stand on it on a tow or a bit of runner yeah I stood on this chap's runner right and he just looked at me and went get down and clean that you you big turkey <laughs> <laughs> and and, did, and what happened did you just walk on I got down and cleaned it <laughs> <laughs> I just went I just went what and just walked off probably would have smashed my fucking head in if he said that like <laughs> Jesus just the last one for you yeah umbiloplasty is that to get your umbilical cord back? Close. Is it to Ooh. go over your belly button? Yeah. Cover it in your belly button? Not cover it in, but if you don't like how it looks. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I know somebody, one person who doesn't have a belly button. Because, nothing, because he, had there, like. he had surgery and I don't know why he, I don't know, maybe they went through his, his umbilical spot, mm. his belly button. <laughs> it's such a cute name, isn't it? Little belly button. And, uh, <laughs> and then he did... <laughs> Yeah, it, after the surgery, um, that was gone. So it's just like yeah. flat. And it, when you're looking at it, you're just like, there's something missing. Like, my eyes just can't... You, yeah. you, your mind, your can't brain... can't comprehend it, yeah. Your brain just sees a body as a certain way. And then when these, when you realise there's something missing or there's something not there, yeah. it just it's hard for your brain to, to process it. Do you have an innie or an outie? An innie. Do you, do you have an innie or an outie? Innie. innie. I think every... Like, at a certain, at a certain stage in life, every man... Just like gets an innie. It has an innie because they're really? just fat. Oh, I don't know. I had a mate that had an outie and it just looked fucking weird. Yeah, describe it to me. The big fucking outie belly button. <laughs> <laughs> looked like a winkle. Ugh. Well, there you go. Did you like that? That was episode 58 of the Starla podcast. I fucking loved it. Did you fucking love it? <laughs> Honest to God now. Good, because it's a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Smithix. Oh yeah. Rock on, Smithix. Rock on. Have a Smithix and rock out. Visit drinkaware.ie. For more about responsible drinking. Did it, did it, did it.